Good evening, everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode of Talking Elite here on the All Elite Zone podcast. I am your host, uh, Adam Glexi, the Bearded Wonder. Uh, so much to take in from this week in professional wrestling. And the biggest one of it all is the return of the most controversial figure in professional wrestling today, CM Punk, back into WWE framework. It is insane. Everybody's been talking on it on social media. It is crazy. So tonight's episode is mainly focused on him. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce you guys to who's joining me tonight on this panel to discuss this matter. Uh, first and foremost, let's welcome uh, one of our newest members into the fold in the All Elite Zone uh, group. Um, she is the Windy City girl herself. She's also a big CM Punk fan. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Danny. Hi, everybody. Thank you, uh, Adam and Connor, for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Um, and I also wanted to touch to uh, when we get rolling on to the reaction to Dynamite that Chicago had last Wednesday, because, of course, I was there with uh, my husband and my nephew. And let me just say it was really interesting just being there after everything went down in Chicago. Yeah, no, that had to be the craziest crowd probably that, you know, you had to deal with, especially – you know, someone like me who's originally from the Chicagoland area, kind of uh, grew up in the suburbs there. I, I kind of understand that crowd, you know, for their passion for Sam Punk being the Chicago boy that he is. Um, so I'm really excited to hear your take on all this as well, Danny. Oh, absolutely. Um, and of course, also joining us tonight, the man who without him, this whole podcast would not be possible. Uh, he's the mastermind behind it all. We can call him the patriarch of the All Elite Zone podcast. Uh, please welcome our favorite producer, Mr. Connor Hayes. I'm going to do so, what I do to Jim Ross. There you go. That was a great uh, introduction. Uh, yeah, it should be a good episode. Uh, we haven't really touched on CM Punk this week, uh, on here at least. Uh, so this should be uh, interesting. Right. And this is just such a hot topic. Um, it was talked about uh, ever since his firing from AEW, what's the next destination for Punk? Uh, does he, you know, take some time off to kind of figure out what he wants to do? Um, there was rumors of multiple promotions uh, that he would have joined. Uh, so I guess I'll start with uh, the new, uh, the newbie here, Danny. Uh, so my question to you is, um, now that Punk is back in WWE, where do you see this as competition for other promotions within in the world of professional wrestling? Well, I think, Adam, first and foremost, I've been watching wrestling, I'm going to date myself, but over 30 years. I grew up with, pardon the visitor here, she wants, the cat always wants to jump in, so she wants to be part of the discussion. <laughs> Stella, thank you. Um, so I grew up watching Ric Flair, uh, Sting, Road Warriors, um, Midnight Express, et cetera, so forth. So I've basically watched pretty much everything. And I think competition-wise, honestly, I can just best answer it this way. If I was Tony Khan, I'd be feeling stupid right now. Why I say that, one, because here is WWE, WWF, WWE that just kind of went from one of the uh, territories, if you say it like British, like territories, so to speak, when you had, um, you know, you had you uh, United Herb Abrams, that promotion, you had AWA, which I watched uh, being a Wisconsin girl in the Midwest for Ganya's promotion. You had the Von Erics and you had um, David Crockett, Jim Crockett down in NWA. 
WWE went from a regional promotion to a national brand. Even my nephew, who's not a fan, knows WWE. He knows who CM Punk is. And I think for that right there, and our WWE is so well-known, more so than AEW. Tony Khan decided, hey, let's start a wrestling promotion. Okay, great. Uh, that was like, uh, you know, three, four years ago. So now all of a sudden you bring one of the biggest names in then with just everything going on, drama, politics, whatever have you, your biggest star and your biggest draw leave. We're going to see what happens uh, with WWE. People change. He's changed. We'll see what actually happens this time with this tenure versus his previous tenure, which left the walkout from January 2014. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I, I mean, I, I feel like I was on the same boat with a lot of people as once Punk left, they kind of changed their tune for a couple of years in WWE. He kind of was that controversial figure they needed for a while mm -hmm. that, that they didn't need it. Um, and the numbers were good with him on TV. The crowd reactions were great. Um, but yeah, I think, think big big change of shift right now in both promotions. Uh, Connor, do you do you see something of a punk renaissance in the WWE compared to his? Uh, repeat that last part. You kind of went out a little oh, bit. Oh, I said uh, no. I said you know. Um, could you kind of compare and contrast what if there's going to be a difference with Punk's return in WWE? Uh, is it like a new renaissance for him? A, a, a new a new age for him? going back to WWE and uh, compared to what he did when he returned to wrestling in AEW. I think uh, this would be a different type of CM Punk. Uh, a, lot, a lot of fans uh, think this is like a PG Punk, but uh, it, the first promo, he said that this isn't going to sound like CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk will always be CM Punk. He's always been that way his entire career. So I think we'll get the edgy CM Punk uh, in the coming weeks when he wrestles and uh, who he goes against and stays, start putting him in a feud. But uh, I think this will be a lot different than his AEW return when he went to AEW. Uh, maybe in some ways passing the torch to, to some others in WWE because uh, CM Punk is in the end of his career. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what he uh, does. Uh, I think CM Punk is going to make a lot of other people step up in WWE because they're afraid that he's going to take their spot. Uh, kind of like Seth Rollins. I don't, no one knows what's going on with that, but I can see that being a WrestleMania match this, this next year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to force everyone to step up. Uh, and when people step up, uh, we've seen it with the, uh, with the Ruthless Aggression era, no, the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, when people got knocked down, they had to step up and it, we got some of the best TV out of that. So uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Punk does next in WWE. Now, now here's that thing too, is now you're saying about the whole audience reaction to it of there's some people saying we're going to get PG Punk again, you know, a, a, a term coined by our fearless champion in AEW MJF um, going back to WWE. But again, if you watch the press conference after Survivor Series, uh, they asked Triple H about it, and he had mentioned, you know, 
that was 10 years ago. And if you're the same person from 10 years ago, you did something wrong. He goes, I've changed. He's changed. The company as a whole has changed. Uh, so Danny, uh, going off of what Connor said and basically of what, what, what triple H had said at the con at the conference, uh, post media scrum, um, do you see CM Punk um, falling in line and being a better person than when he was when he walked out in 2014? I do, and um, for the simple reason that I uh, do want uh, wanted to shout out um, noty2.com if you guys are familiar with that website. Aaron Rift, amazing. Hi, Aaron. Um, thanks for having the website and. There's a columnist on there, Mr. Tito, who was on Lords of Pain, which is wrestling headlines. And I followed Tito for years. And I was reading an article that he wrote um, that he called out one of the other NoDQ.com colonists who called Punk a hypocrite for going back to WWE. And Tito's was just a counteractive column where he's saying he's not a hypocrite. And Tito feels personally, and I do too, that... WWE has changed since the last time Punk was there. So when you think about why Punk left, and I've often said that my I'm a teacher, um, retired preschool teacher turned nanny personal assistant, and my last work environment, Adam, was very toxic. Like it was just high school, gossipy, whatever, and it's kind of like reminds me of AEW. And I feel like that WWE has changed a little bit Triple H, again, very obviously very competitive with this high position in the company. And people do change at him. People, I mean, per, th this, we're talking a 35-year-old punk who was in the middle of his career. He was burned out. He'd done it for how many years? And the body, when you do something for so long, your body just completely like shuts down. I think that's what happened to punk. I think he was tired of it. That made him leave. Now, I wonder, yes, has he has changed? Maybe he felt like he was burned in AEW. Maybe he felt like that wasn't the right place for him. But WWE is. And only he knows that. Yeah, and, and it's a great comparison because of the two promotions. You know, it seems like even in a promotion in Impact, there was rumors going around because A Steel was over there working with, with, with Impact. A little bit there's rumors yeah. he'd go over there um but in my mind it was always down to does he come back to AEW make amends or does he go back to wwe right um and in my process uh danny you and i are the same kind of people when it comes to professional wrestling because i also grew up in the golden age of wrestling i grew up in the late 80s watching the monday night war yes you know watching ecw in yes. its early days breaking away from the nwa mm -hmm. i watched all that stuff and to me, it was all creative stuff for me. I love the mm -hmm. creativeness of all the promotions. And and Connor, we talk about it on this show, about creative. In AEW, in our view, a, a lot of us would agree on this podcast, AEW, a lot of, the, a lot of creative was open to the wrestlers. Uh, mm -hmm. There wasn't really a creative team. You know, Tony Khan would come up with matches, match cards. But ultimately, it became down to the talent that wanted to come up with ideas. WWE, it's very structured. Uh, do you think the punk now and not the punk from 10 years ago, can you uh, can, can you think that punk can adapt to the creative in WWE back, you know, before it was what it was, what it is now? Do you think he can adapt to that, Connor? I think uh, further go off of his promo on Monday, uh, that was all him. Uh, 
he didn't have any lines. He just went out there and said what he wanted to say, which he was supposed to have a longer segment, but Randy, another much went longer. So he's got short, but he did it. He did everything his own. Like he didn't have a script. Uh, I think Punk now realizes WWE wasn't so bad after all. Uh, maybe having a script or having someone to work with you isn't so bad. Whether whether so many people like wanting to do their own stuff and then people politics get involved and then creative is a mess and uh, not to down AEW, uh, but uh, maybe he sees now that you know maybe it is a little bit better having a creative team a little bit. So you're not, uh, no one's jumbling over someone and there's actual, like an, an authority. So like not everyone's, how do I put it? Uh, like wrestlers not booking themselves in the matches, I guess. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I think now he's, uh, even from being in AEW, you could see that he's from his first, his first run in AEW to, uh, WWE, he's matured a lot, uh, he's really uh, changed and him going back to WWE, he's really changed as well. So uh, I think uh, he'll adapt to this era. And this kind of goes off what Danny said. Uh, Devin says, I think Vince being uh, gone is a plus punk wanting to come back. I think Vince not being there is a plus for a lot of people wanting to go back. Uh, because Triple H seems like he's a uh, he'll he'll give wrestlers a little bit more, a little bit more freedom than what Vince Vince would. Uh, I think a lot more wrestlers like Triple H being in charge, uh, and I think that will uh, that was that was probably a a good flag for him to come back because Vince is not in charge. Yeah, uh, Danny, and to tail off of that, I'd I'd like to get your take on that. Do you think Punk? Uh, uh, with the the creative in WWE, how, how much more, how much input do you think Punk will have in a lot of his storylines compared to all the freedom he almost had over in AEW? How, how do you feel about that with him in the new age WWE? Well, I feel like Adam too, um, and my husband and I were actually just talking about this right before we went on air that Wardlow, oh my God, is like one of my favorites. And mm -hmm. We were just, for example, using Wardlow for an example that Wardlow's gone. He, you know, comes back after, you know, the start of the storyline with Max. Well, then now he's a heel, but yet he's going after Max, but hasn't actually interacted with Max. So there's like no creative, uh, you know, process in AEW. I think with Punk, Again, I agree with Connor. We're talking we're 45 years old. Our body's slowing down. Our mind's slowing down a little bit. And I think he'll do okay with creative. I think Punk would be good on a creative team, whether it be AEW or even WWE. And I think that he's going to adapt fine. I feel like seeing him now, one, I'm still in a state of shock. I was actually in Chicago over the weekend and my sister's uh, – living room watching um you know survivor series on my phone i was expecting punk to come out instead of orton as a member of that fifth member of that team here comes punk and i'm like whoa i was just like and i was at aew last wednesday with a sign and i have that same one counter that i made for collision and all out when it said punk is draw punk is ratings tell me when i'm telling lies someone said f punk i'm like f kookamonga 
and referring to the elite. And I, I'm still in shock at this, that punk is back. Um, now I've got on my bucket list to go attend, um, you know, a couple pay-per-views now because I want to see him, but I think he'll do okay. I think he's going to blend in well. I think we're going to do good. And I feel like he, ha- he does look different. There's just something about him that makes him look more relaxed now that he's home and more of a structured company. Right. And and it's funny, too, that you brought it up about Survivor Series because th- that was another big story coming out of Survivor Series was mm-hmm. after a year and a half of Randy, uh, Randy Orton returned yeah. from a very serious back injury that doctors told him he was never going to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like stories like that. Uh, as a side note, uh, I shared in our group today, a lot of people don't know, uh, talk about injuries to Randy Orton, uh, Serena Deeb, the professor, uh, yeah, shared on her it. Instagram. Uh, she had been gone away because she had three unprovoked seizures. Um, so she had to go see doctors and all this. That's why nobody has seen her, um, but she's been cleared. Uh, so going back to what we were talking about uh, and me, myself, I'm very excited to see Serena D back, but going back to Randy Orton, he was the another big story coming out of survivor series mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, Connor, do you think, uh, there's so much shine on CM Punk's possibility, even before he showed up at Survivor Series, but the possibility of him returning there. Do you think that kind of overshadowed the the amazing uh, return of Randy Orton from almost a career-ending, life-threatening injury? Do you think his return kind of overshadowed um, uh, Punk's return, overshadowed Orton's return? Um. Well, we've seen Randy Orton return many, many times in WWE from injury and stuff. So Punk hasn't been there in 10 years. And considering, like, the controversy of CM Punk, uh, and then, like, they convinced everyone he wasn't going to be there. Like, I thought the show was over. Like, they were closing the show out. You know, you've seen the trademark sign at the end of the show. I, I thought that was it. But Randy's to return, and that's going to be that. Then they play CM Punk's music. And they kind of let Randy Orton's return to breathe a little bit. Uh, he got a really good reaction at Survivor Series. If anyone watched it, he got a really, really good reaction. He looks good, uh, which Randy Orton's always look good, but uh, he looked good in the ring. He was built. Uh, and Randy, I, I thought he was never going to wrestle again because there for a minute, they acted like he, the doctors were telling him he should just hang it up. Uh, but uh, I think... Uh, I think they were evenly balanced the way that they did them. Uh, but I do think uh, it didn't matter how they did it. I think Punk was going to overshadow the whole entire show. Uh, no matter how he debuted, I think he was going to overshadow everything on the show. Uh, but I like how they did it. Uh, I wish I had done a reaction of that because my reaction was priceless to that. Like, I thought the show was over. The trademark comes up, and I was like, well, I sat here for nothing, and then I I couldn't believe he showed up in WWE. I was that was my that was my mark out moment of the year. Besides collision on uh, January twenty no June twenty fourth. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't think any way you spend it. I thought I think Punk was going to overshadow any return that could have happened that night. You know, it's funny you mentioned you should have recorded that reaction. You might have made that highlight reel that Raw did with all the fans like their live reactions, like they made like a whole, whole, 
like a whole yeah. video of all these YouTubers and Twitch streamers reacting to his return. Um, so you might have been on it if you did it, Connor. So you probably should have jumped on it. <laughs> and, then um, was, and then I was mad because, you know, the very next Monday they were in Nashville. And I was debating on buying tickets. Like, I don't know if he's going to be there. He's probably going to come back to AEW. I don't know what's going on. And I didn't buy tickets. And then he shows up. <laughs> and then he's on Raw. And then I didn't get to go. But uh, I hope to see Punk again in person. Right. Uh, now, Danny, uh, talking about uh, it, it as a whole, um, we also um, got a little bit of a, a glimpse of a storyline with CM Punk and uh, a certain talent on the roster in WWE, that being Seth Rollins. Uh, Cause Seth Rollins has been a big, big vocal uh, enthusiast about uh, bashing punk and everything like that. We go back to all the things in AEW with punk having issues with, you know, the young bucks and the elite and, you know, working with them. Do, do you see if this is going to be a real life kind of thing uh, where punk has some, some issues in the back with certain talent or, or do you think that it's a different environment of a and then AEW where Punk can work with someone who dislikes him but can do business with him? Um, I before I answer that, Connor, I honestly now that listening to you, your comment about tickets in Nashville, um, I was deciding, do I go to, um, you know, Collision all out, you know, Collision and all out. Or do I go to Survivor Series? Because tickets went on sale at the same time. And my husband asked me which one I want to go to. I'm like, nah, let's go to Collision. I regret not going to Survivor Series. I regret not going. Because if I would have known that he was going to be there, obviously I would have gone to Survivor Series. Um, So to answer your question, Adam, I feel like this is interesting for starters because I uh, tuned in and then I actually turned off Survivor Series um, but then I saw, you know, the rest of it, like, just like following like Twitter and, you know, social media, um, the end of it where Michael Cole had to hold and Corey Graves had to hold Seth Rollins back has got me thinking this could be a possible work. However, if this is legit heat between the two, I feel like it's not going to blow up in our faces the way the issues in AEW did with the elite. I feel like because there's more structure in WWE, there's more leadership. AEW, again, like I said, kind of reminds me of my last employer where people were just gossiping and they were gossiping about me and I walked out. I was done. I, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I deserve better. And I left. And it was because people were, again, acting like the equivalent of Dave Meltzer, who ironically blocked me from Twitter after I said something about the block. But and he blo he's blocked me like three times because um, I made fun of Cucamonga. But it was kind of like the high school behavior I couldn't take. I consider myself to have kind of a personality similar to punk. But, however, I'm going to be respectful about it. And... I feel like this situation with Rollins is going to be interesting moving forward. Even more interesting is Drew McIntyre, but that's a story for a different time. I feel like if this is a work, fantastic. However, if it's real, it's going to be handled better and with more, I don't want to use the word delicacy. I feel like it's going to be handled with more professionalism 
compared to what happened in AEW between Punk, the Elite, and Jack Perry. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and, and to me, WWE, and, and this is not a slam on, on AEW because I, I love AEW, but on WWE, there seems to be more backstage control, back more mm-hmm. backstage mum, like when issues arise. You never hear a lot of gossip about backstage issues in WWE as much mm-hmm. as you hear in AEW. Oh, and absolutely. again, it goes, it goes to journalists like Dave Meltzer, uh, who has who has a weird relationship with certain talent in the backstage of mm-hmm. AEW, uh, where he really shouldn't. The man's been in wrestling journal, pro wrestling journalism for for almost over thirty years, and he still writes garbage. That's just my professional my my opinion right. of his writing is is just nepotism and favoritism on certain talent, and he'll bash other talent. It's like, dude, open your eyes. Um, right. But I agree with you that WWE does have a better structure backstage when it comes to talent relations. Um, we can go back to the episode on uh, where it was a mess back in the day. We go back on the episode of Dark Side of the Ring when they talked about the plane ride from hell. Oh, where God. Yes. It was out of control and talent yeah. relations. And that was Jim Ross. Jim Ross was the head of that. And he had to deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. In AEW, you don't have much. Uh, talent relation people there. I mean, we talk about, we just talked about this week, QT Marshall left and he mm. was kind of the glue of talent relations back backstage in AEW. Um, but now, now you're seeing kind of a change in the guard in both uh, WWE's uh, authority and, and the way they work with their, with their talents. Um, and going off of that, Connor, um, with the with everything going on in WWE, you know, with with the, we'll go back to one of our comments. Vince being gone, Triple H in charge. There was some heat between Triple H and and Punk when when Punk left, brought it up and everything like that. Um, but he says he's a different guy, uh, and Triple H says he's a different guy. It's a different company. Um, with the future of Punk and WWE, contractually talking. Do you think his contract um, guarantees him certain things, or do you think Punk has almost the same contract as all the talent in WWE, or do you think he, he had some special, you know, because we know Punk. He, he, there's certain things he wanted back before he left. Do you think he gets those now? Uh, I know one of the things that he really wanted was, uh, which really pissed him off, was the sponsorship on tights. Because he wanted, that was his idea, and then Brock Lesnar comes back and does it. And then uh, I think the only thing that he has leverage over anybody else probably money, because uh, I don't really see him wanting. I mean, I guess uh, if someone put, uh, I think Punk will have 80% clear freedom. His first promo on Raw, it was all him. Uh, I think he'll have a lot to say in what he does, but it won't. Uh, of course, he doesn't get the final say, so if they say, hey, we're going this way, that way, then, you know, that's just how it's going to be. But uh, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Triple H and Punk's relationship is now, uh, which Triple H acted like, uh, and, they, and they took a picture together. I'm not you know, seeing that. Uh, but uh, it looks like that Punk is more of a business, how I put he's more of a uh, businessman, I guess you'd say now, compared to when he was in WWE before. He was still business, but now he's he's more of a uh, I say what a veteran now. 
it's, it's 45. Is that right? Yeah, 45 years yeah. old. So he's kind of a veteran now. Uh, does it seem, it seems odd to say that, that he's a veteran. Uh, but I think, uh, I think Triple H probably sees the, because uh, he's, he's worked with him from WWE to now. Uh, and I have a feeling, uh, this is a hunch on me, but, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes praised uh, Punk during the post-media scrum of Survivor Series. And uh, I feel like he's a person that could testify saying that because he worked with him in AEW to, I mean, yeah, AEW, and now he's working with him in WWE. He could probably tell someone he's changed or not. But uh, I think uh, I think Punk's going to do fine in and um I, with that it's there's a lot of people out there um and we talk about it all the time on this show is the the toxicity of re- pro wrestling fans uh, who can't just enjoy it um who want to bash one company bash another one say you know this is my dog in the fight this is my dog in the fight um and a lot of them have been talking about that speech on raw that that punk gave and a lot of them have been comparing it to his speech when he debuted in AEW, it, almost the same language. Um, so uh, to a lot of people, it seemed the same, and it seemed more watered down um, than his speech when he debuted in AEW. Now, Danny, um, w- when it comes to the fans, um, you know, obviously we talk about you know the controversy that Punk is. He's going to have his naysayers. Um, do you think now that he's back in WWE, do you think some fans that were in WWE that didn't like Punk, that kind of drew to him in AEW, do you think those people will be like, well, maybe he is a different Punk? Do, do you think those people will change their minds seeing this new, new aged 45-year-old vet Punk returning to the WWE landscape? Um, I would have to say yes and no, because there's a lot of people that are still saying that punk's a cancer, that he's toxic, that he's, he, you know, had issues with WWE and then he comes to AEW and has issues. He's just a guy who has won. You could see he's got a very strong personality. I don't know him personally, but you can just tell Adam that he's a very strong personality. And I feel like with him, he's also very outspoken. Like, like he, he doesn't care what people think about him, love him, hate him. He is what you said. He is that anti-hero that you love to hate. And he's the guy that's needed because he does create so much controversy. It's like the title of Eric Bischoff's memoir. I think it's controversy creates cash. Punk creates cash. Punk is ratings wherever you go. I think people that were anti-WWE, well, him and WWE, I think they're taking notice. I think that they may change their minds, but yet that negativity um, and their negative opinion of Punk is going to be first and foremost always because what you remember, you always remember a bad experience versus a good experience. And Sadly, again, I think people don't understand Punk. I think people don't understand why he left the first time in 2014 at the Royal Rumble. I think people don't understand why he was genuinely unhappy in AEW. I feel like the speech could have gone longer, but again, they were under time constraints. It wasn't watered down. It was slightly similar 
to AEW, but I felt like this speech that he gave Monday night on Raw Nashville was more from the heart that that one when he debuted, what was that kind of like 2021 in Chicago? Yeah, it was 2021 in Chicago. Right. I feel like that was a bit. I feel like that was how would I put it? It was a little too much. It was almost like it was a forced speech. This was genuine because he's a genuine guy and he was speaking from the heart. What about your take on it, Connor? Same question about um, his 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 speech um, and and basically turning people back into WWE and actually support Punk. Basically, do you, do you think he's he's done that? Do you think Punk's doing a good job uh, on doing that? Uh, not just promo or uh, that promo he cut. It's basically the same as his AEW one, but the one thing fans wanted him to do was take a shot at AEW, which if he would have taken a shot at AEW, they'd have complained that he took a shot at AEW. And then they're complaining now that he didn't take a shot at AEW, but that's just fans on Twitter and social media. But I think, uh, what was the second part of that question? Uh, I'm, just say, I'm just saying, do you think um, with, with him being back in WWE, uh, do, do you see it in people in AEW saying, okay, maybe this is a different punk or he's changed the view of other people and uh, that that weren't really fans of him? Yeah, I think uh, guys like uh, the ones who already liked him, like FTR, uh, Mark Henry's talked about it a lot on Busted Open about anyone watches that. I, I watched that. Uh, I think a lot of them who already liked him probably already seen it. But the ones that probably didn't like him are going to see that in the long run, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to – which uh, there was a report that uh, Mitch Fightful is a better news source than Dave Meltzer. I think because they don't do what he does. But basically everyone there shook his hand. Like it was a great invite, great vibe backstage. He was there, uh, and it was it wasn't the grumpy punk that everyone thought that was coming to WWE. And some people are uh, are gonna see, wait and see if how he is because one week to the next can be different. But I think punks, uh, I think he knows what he's doing now. I think he knows that you know he, he can't afford to screw up this time. I don't think he will, uh, but. Um, yeah, I think, I think he'll do fine. I, th I think another thing we talk about, especially the craziest thing about the tribalism of certain wrestling fans of certain promotions, they want to talk views. They want to talk numbers of each show, um, which by the way, if anybody saw the one episode of, uh, uh, the Friday night episode of AEW actually beat a SmackDown episode. I think it was the one right before Survivor Series. Um, actually beat in the ratings and in a certain age group beat the ratings of SmackDown, uh, which was crazy because uh, it, it, you never thought because of how everybody says, oh, AEW's numbers are not doing great. It, it's crazy to say that, but I, I pulled up comparison here and I want to get your guys' take on it. Um, so according to these numbers, uh, when Punk first appeared in AEW, uh, the, they drew 1.129 million viewers, uh, for that. And it was up 
from 740,000. Now, compared to what happened in when he returned to Raw on Monday, uh, he returned and they garnered 1.884 million viewers, uh, which was up from 863,000. And we talk about numbers all the time. Uh, Do you guys think, and and Danny, I'll start with you. Do you think even with those numbers we've seen so many times that numbers do decline because certain other things happen. Do you think WWE can, can kind of grow that number or sustain that number? Or do you think punk might detract some people that didn't like them before? Do you think that'll take some numbers away? Well, I feel like for starters, um, you know, having been to like, um, you know, a collision and a dynamite, you know, they were both held at two separate venues and they had a decent turnout um, for All Out. There was a fairly decent turnout for Dynamite uh, Wednesday in Chicago, but that was also at the Wind Trust, which is a smaller arena compared to the United Center. Um, I feel like WWE is going to go up in numbers because I feel like a lot of people who, you know, perhaps stopped watching AEW because Punk was gone, because he got fired, they're going to watch WWE. I feel like WWE is going to do fine in numbers because Punk does, he draws ratings. He he's He is a major, he's a major star. He's also comes out to a major pop. I mean, when we were in Chicago um, you know, we were chanting his name, but this time we weren't doing a lot of chanting for him. It, it was very, mel- it was almost melancholy, but I feel like with these numbers that these are going to continue to climb because we want to see what is punk going to do next? Like he's back. Okay. So, and, and what was it? Remember when um, it was January, 1999, when Mick Foley won the um title on raw when tony or tony sorry tony shivani said don't don't change the don't change the dial um our competitor mick foley who used to be cactus jack won the title so that's when everyone stopped watching nitro turned into raw Mm -hmm. was or nitro's numbers went downhill so i think wwe is going to be fine i think a lot of people who are aware that punk is back is are going to tune in just to see what he does next and Connor, kind of like a follow-up to that. And actually, thank you for bringing up that moment because that's one moment I remember from my childhood, Danny. Yes. Just watching that on Nitro and going, yes. wait, what? Uh, so to, to that point, Connor, kind of trail off. Then in retrospect for AEW, do you think re- do you think AEW is going to be okay? Or, or do you think this is going to hurt AEW in the long run? Um, or do you think because they're so already deep in what they've got with their fan base and their views that they're, they're, they'll be okay? Uh, it depends on what they – last night, Dynamite was, was pretty good. It was a pretty decent show. It was, uh, we did a live reaction. It was, it was pretty good. We enjoyed the whole show. Uh, it depends how they run – how they do their shows. It's, it's going to depend. Like They really cannot afford to have a misstep right now. Uh, even though Punk's been gone, like uh, – in August, so he's been gone September, October, November, but now he's now actually with another company. I think it's really going to have to depend. Like everything's surrounding MJF at this point. Like he's he's the face of AEW now. Like he's he's basically the CM Punk now of AEW because uh, 
his raw promos, his character, his. Uh, but I think AEW will. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming months with AEW. Uh, a lot of fans don't believe there's casual fans still, but there definitely is fa- casual fans still. Because uh, I have a feeling this next Wednesday they're going to do a good number because they got Edge and Christian going against each other on Dynamite. Uh, but uh, I think they'll. It, it's really going to depend on how they book Dynamite. Uh, I don't really count. McClusion and Don- Rampage is kind of the same numbers. But for Dynamite, I think uh, it's really going to depend on how they book their shows. And that's going to determine if people tune in or out. Right. And I think I, I totally agree with you on that point uh, to the fact that uh, I, I'm all about the product and where they can go with it. Um, as long as they keep pumping out some good stuff, um, I, I think they'll be all right. Um, we see it happen even after WWE purchased WCW and ECW. They both closed down. We still got Impact and Impact is still around. You know, they're, they, they haven't gone out of business yet. Um, you know, they're, they're never going to, uh, as far as a budget wise, they're never going to compete with WWE, obviously, or AEW, um, just because of, of what it is, but you got so much good talent there that, that they're thriving. Um, so I think it's the same thing with AEW because you could pump out good stories that way, um, and, and put a good product on TV. You, you don't really have to compete with WWE. You're just an alternative, um, for that, that kind of type of wrestling program. And, and to that matter, let, we could shift over now to creative. Um, this is the part where I'm very excited to hear from you guys um, because now Punk's in a different landscape of WWE. Uh, there's new talent. There's younger talent. There's different champs. There's different f- factions. There, there's It's completely different from when he left 10 years ago. So we'll shift over creatively. Um, and I'll start with you, Danny. Um, creatively, I know we talk about dream matches of who you want to see now that punk's back but who on that roster you know whether it's a younger talent or a talent that's been there a long time a veteran like who do you dream and who do you want to see punk face in his very first match back in wwe oh good question um oh let's see um I would like to see him. Mm, I would say probably Seth Rollins, just because of what happened at the tail end with of um, Survivor Series with Michael Cole holding Rollins back. I'd like to see that. Another person who I would like to see in a promo battle is Logan Paul with Punk. And so that, I'm not a Logan. Yeah, Paul that's an interesting. That would be yeah. interesting. And that's an interesting take because, you know, Paul actually is just brand new to the, to the industry. You know, it is crazy to think that Logan Paul's only been in the professional wrestling industry for barely a year, maybe a year yeah. and a half. Uh, Cause he debuted against Roman Reigns at crown jewel. That was his very first match um, in WWE. And it's crazy that someone like Paul can adapt to the sport, you know, um, but no, I, I like that take. Uh, I mean, obviously we're on that path of Rollins and Punk facing each other. Um, I think it's an exciting story. The story writes itself. So I kind of actually um, 
like the idea of that story. I don't know if it's going to be his first match back. Um, I know it's going to be his very first storyline back, but in the overall scheme of things, his very first match that he's going to wrestle, I don't think will be against Rollins because they're going to want to slow burn that. Um, but that's just my opinion. Connor, uh, in your mind, who would you like to see Punk wrestle on his very first televised match? I think it's going to be against Dominic Mysterio. I think that's mm-hmm. who he's going to go against first. He was kind of teasing it on his Instagram page. And then Dominic Mysterio came back and said something. Because uh, Punk and Mysterio had a feud. And it was and Dominic was in the ring. And then he shared that photo. I think it's going to be Dominic and... Uh, which they can do really Punk or Punk and Finn, Finn Balor would be good. They haven't mm-hmm. ever done that. I think it's going to be Dominic Mysterio. Probably... Uh, I would prefer uh, Finn Balor, really, other than Dominic, but I think that will be his first. It's going to be one of them, his first match, because they're going to want uh, – at least I'd hope they'd have him in a few matches to get back in the swing of things. It's not, not like he needs the, you know, the time, but just to get him you know, out there. Uh, I think his first big match will be against Rollins, uh, possibly at the Royal Rumble. Or he might be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I know they've already talked about him uh, going against Roman. That's in the works already. Uh, but the match I really want to see, and they did this interview together promoting a video game with Jim Ross, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and CM Punk. They did that interview uh, promoting WWE uh, or 15 a few years back. And they cut a really, really, really good promo segment together. And they were just they were just promoting a video game, but it got really, really personal. And it gave me goosebumps watching that. Uh, I really hope that they do CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at some point, uh, which they can go in a, a lot of different ways with Punk at WrestleMania. I think they could probably uh, – Punk and Rollins could happen at the Royal Rumble. Uh I don't know. We'll see. But I think his first match back will be against Dominic Mysterio, and his first major feud will be against Rollins. I I, I like the idea of him um, being in the Royal Rumble. Creatively, I mean, right now, and I, I like I said, I follow WWE. I, I follow some of their stories. Right now, with what they're doing with Damian Priest and the Money in the Bank, I'm not really behind. Yeah. What I'd like to see is heel punk return and actually take that money in the bank briefcase off of yes. Damian priest in a match. <laughs> yes. Um, that way you keep totally. the story going. Cause you have to remember Cody still has his story with Roman. Uh, yeah. So it, creatively, right. if I think on it and if anybody else wants to agree again, also uh, listeners, if you guys want to put your fantasy booking and who you want to see Punk wrestle in this first match, please do in the comments. But in my fantasy booking with it, I see Punk winning the briefcase off Damian Priest at some at some pay per view, maybe the Royal Rumble. Um, have uh, Cody Rhodes? I, I know it's far fetched, but have Cody Rhodes win the Rumble uh, two years in a row. Have him as uh, on the list of two-time winners. He can go over to SmackDown, i.e., I, it's a crazy name to bring up, but i.e., Chris Benoit, of when Chris won it in 2004 and he jumped to Raw mm-hmm. from SmackDown, found that loophole. I feel you can do that with Cody. You can have Cody win it, 
being on Raw, but kind of cross back over to SmackDown to continue and finish a story with Roman at WrestleMania in night two. But have Punk win the Money in the Bank briefcase, show up on Raw and tell Rollins, who's still your champion at this time, hey, I already know when I'm cashing this in, you and me, WrestleMania night one. That is perfect storytelling right there. And then building up to WrestleMania, you have Punk face all these faces and have them challenge him for the briefcase and have him win constantly, keeping the briefcase. And at WrestleMania, he wins the world title off of Seth Rollins. And you can either go continue that story or you can have someone else win the title off of CM Punk if he feels there's someone backstage that can can earn this title. Um, but in the current state of WWE right now, I think one match I think we can all guarantee is, like you said, Connor, I think Dominic Mysterio is a good first opponent for him. There's a story there with Punk's history with his dad, Ray. Um, someone I'd also like to see Punk in the ring with um, is uh, someone from NXT, uh, Braun Bra- uh, Breaker. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see Punk yeah. against oh, Braun. Yeah. Um, it kind of will give me the idea of his match with Wardlow and AEW because I enjoyed that match. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of given a young, hungry, second-generational wrestler a match against someone like Punk would be awesome for Breaker. Um, even if he took the loss to Punk, it doesn't damage Braun at all because um, it gives him a credible opponent on his resume. Um, and then obviously you, you talk about backstage politics uh word going around is that there was a lot of people still thrilled that punk was in came back to wwe um a a lot of people um a lot of people had comments on punk's return uh one person i want to break down is our very favorite uh uh person in AEW, jeff jarrett um had uh talked in an interview about the ripple effect in pro wrestling with punk's return to wwe um he says that every major move in wrestling has ripple effects. Uh, he says the wrestling business is the keep the, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, he says change without question is inevitable, and the bigger the change, the better. Um, and he went on to say a quote, what happens in life to you is really only 10%, and how you do to respond is the other 90%. Um, so going off of that, of what Jeff was saying about some of that and everything changes. Uh, Danny, to you, we hear it that Punk's a different person um, and he's changed, um, that he's that he's actually, on his speech, he's home. Um, but from someone like Jeff Jarrett, other people in the wrestling industry, do you think, do you see a big riffle effect of people in other promotions maybe looking at WWE going, well, Punk's over there now. Anything is possible. Yes, I do. And I feel like with him, you know, again, joining, you know, WWE yet again, we're, again, we're talking shock. And, you know, we we thought it was never going to happen. I mean, when he left in January 2014, because he was upset that he wasn't main eventing, I think it was the Royal Rumble or something like that. And then you had that big thing with Colt Cabana, and then you had um, that staph infection that nearly killed him that they misdiagnosed. Who thought they were going to see Punk in a WWE ring? I mean, 
we didn't even think that we were going to see Punk wrestle again because he'd been gone for seven years. And then again, we never thought he was going to leave AEW. I mean, who knew? I think a lot of people are surprised. I'm still, again, like I said, I'm still kind of shocked and I'm kicking myself for not going to Survivor <laughs> Series instead. But yeah, I feel like this is huge. This is big. And this is comes as a total surprise. And it is a ripple effect because I think, again, what's going to happen is it's going to come back to haunt Tony Khan in the end because supposedly they're saying ratings have dropped. Well, not necessarily because you do have college football on the same time as collision and wrestling has never done well on Saturday nights that I remember, but still, I think it's going to come back to Tony Khan. And I think that ripple effect is going to happen where he had QT Marshall leave. I think other people are going to be heading over to join punk, perhaps people that he was friends with. And yeah, and, and that's crazy. You brought that up. Cause that's my question. Follow-up question to Connor. Now Connor, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Con Connor, obviously punk knows people in all promotions. Um, almost as with Cody Rhodes, you know, still being friends with people in other promotions. Um, and, and of course, wrestling is a business. People are going to go somewhere to make money. Uh, do you see this punk because he's got so many relationships with so many people in the pro wrestling world? Do you see certain talent from certain promotions jumping ship to WWE now? There's one, two people I can see as FTR. Uh, they only resigned the AEW because Punk's coming back. You know when their closing was coming up, and uh, which Dax Hardway trademarked CMFTR. So yes. if they ever wanted to use that again, they could. Uh, mm -hmm. But I believe FTR is like a four four year deal with AEW, a five year deal maybe. I think it's yeah, I think it's four. So maybe I don't see how they can get out of that. But I think with Cody, you know, they let Cody keep everything: his theme song, his character, his look, everything. And with Punk, Punk's always going to be the same wherever he goes. He could go to uh, a little small promotion in Arkansas called, I don't know, but 15 people, and he'd still be the same CM Punk. Like, you can't yeah. – no one's changing CM Punk. No. Uh, but I think other wrestlers may see that and go, like, if they're letting them keep their stuff, you know, someone like Wardlow maybe, for example, maybe they'd let him keep the Wardlow name – the same look, the same stuff. Uh, but I think there's a few people I could see going, uh, which hopefully AEW doesn't lose too many people. Because, uh, like, I'm, I'm still going to watch AEW uh, just because I've watched AEW since day one, uh, literally day one, uh, when they announced it, 2019, January 1st, 20, yeah, 2019, January 1st at 12 a.m., uh, but I will start watching WWE a little bit more now because Kong's my favorite wrestler. And, you know, we were talking about the ratings and numbers earlier. And some people who don't even like Punk will watch just out of curiosity. What's he going to do? Is he going to say something about AEW? Is, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, but I think some people will follow suit, mainly FTR. I could see one day when their contracts expire or maybe Ricky Starks, who's someone that is friends with Cody Rhodes that could show up there. So, uh, I could see a few. And, and that's another thing uh, with, with talent is because these, we talked about it on the one episode uh, last week um, about how they're, they're people and they want to work with friends. IE, we talk about 
you know, Edge going over to AEW because he wants to work with Christian before his career's over. Um, and, and that's a huge thing. And now with Punk back in WWE, you're right. There's a lot of talent, especially in the AEW, who were really close with Punk. They loved Punk. Uh, uh, good friends of them. I mean, we look at it now in WWE. I mean, Jade Cargill is now in WWE. Uh, granted, she got there before Punk, but now Punk's there, and her and Punk got along great in AEW. Um, and so, it, in my opinion, I'm, I'm very interested to see where AEW goes from this after letting go Punk. And I'm with Danny. I think Tony Khan made a slip up. Um, I think he sided with the wrong party um, in the whole situation. Um, and, and honestly, I want to see AEW recover from this. Honestly, uh, again, I'm with you, Connor. I'm still going to watch AEW. I'm still going to put my support to AEW. Same here. But Monday, it's weird because I watched the full episode of Raw, and I haven't watched a full episode in Raw, I would say probably in about seven years. Um, it's been a while since I watched a full episode of raw. Um, and I watched it and it was all because punk is back. Um, because I'm, you know, I, I like punk, you know, some of the things he does, does, you know, is controversial. Some of the things bug me, you know, sometimes it's like, dude, I wish you would have done this a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're all adults. We all have to learn from it. Um, I want to get your guys tidbit on this too. Um, it, in his speech, he had mentioned his wife, AJ, and he oh. said she's doing great, and she sends her regards. Danny, do you see this as a little slight hint? Because we know Punk likes to put put little slight hints and kind of sneak little things oh, in. Oh yeah, he does. Do you think that's a little slight hint that maybe AJ comes back to WWE as well? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Um, I've always liked her. She's as cute as a button. And I, she's what I like to call the little package of dynamite. Because she's so tiny. I could definitely see her coming back. I could definitely see her, you know, maybe saying, hey, you know, you, you brought, you know, my husband back. I'm going to come back. Because ultimately, she left, obviously, in support of him after everything that happened. I could see her coming back. I could see her, you know, maybe tangling with um, Zelina Vega because they're about the same size. Um, I could possibly see her mixing it up with EO Sky, uh, members of Damage Control. I could definitely see her possibly mixing it up with Jade when Jade gets to the main roster, if that ever happens. But yeah, I would, I would like to see her back. I mean, she's, I want to say she's getting probably about mid thirties now. So she still has it. I think she could still go and I'd like to see her. Yeah. Connor, your take on that too, about the possibility of AJ coming back to WWE. I think it's a possibility. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would say it's a possibility of her coming back at the rumble. And the women's Royal rumble, uh, mm-hmm. it's a possibility because punk always about every debut, big debuts happen in AEW. He hints at it. And then it happens. You know, Brian Danielson, he told the fans that they need to be a little bit more patient on his shoes. He had AC, Adam Cole debuted, and then he wore the, uh, the uh, you know, the gold outfit that he wore, that mm-hmm. Edge wore. And then Edge comes. So, uh, mm-hmm. and he didn't have to mention AJ Lee at all in that. Like, he could have just left that out. They didn't say it. But I think she she will come back. 
I'd love to see her and uh, Bailey do yeah, some stuff. Because Bailey, Bailey's really good on the mic, on the mic as a hero, and then mixing on the mic would be kind of interesting to see. Basically, her against anybody because when she was in WWE from then to now, almost everyone's gone. When she was, Bella's gone. Uh, everyone that she faced is not there anymore because she hasn't wrestled Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, any of these people she's never won against. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a fresh new start for her. Uh, but I would like to see her back in WWE. And it's crazy because she's also a co-promoter of WOW. Um, so it's it's we talk about Forbidden Doors in AEW working with New Japan and Impact. Well, WWE did the same thing with Mickey James coming back at the Rumble a few years back mm-hmm. as Knockouts Champion. Um, so, Danny, do you think there's a way that even with AJ coming back to WWE, is there a way with the contract, anything like that with WOW that they can work around to say, yeah, she's co-promoter of WOW. Do you think WWE, now that they're different, do you think they would do that like what they did with Mickey James saying, oh, she's the Impact Champion? I think there's a possibility, yes. I I think given the style of management that Vince had compared to Triple H, and I read somewhere, Adam, that you couldn't sneeze in front of Vince McMahon or he would go blow a gasket. I I read that somewhere. I don't remember where. But I I yeah, I think Vince would say, nope, not happening, done, Uh, I don't care, Uh, you know, no exceptions. I think Triple H would say, okay, we can do this. Let's try this out as long as it doesn't affect your work here. Which, uh, right. it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of almost like she's a producer, I think you said, or promoter. That's almost like a conflict of interest to a degree. In reality, it probably is now that you think about it. But I think Triple H would be more receptive of it because perhaps maybe Punk really wanted to go back. Triple H knew that. So perhaps they might say, hey, you can stay. We'll give you whatever you want. Yes, AJ can stay. She can do both just to keep Punk. Which uh, I believe she left when the wrestling. Uh, a few months ago, she left. Uh, she was a producer and she left a uh, company. She, she's no longer with women's wrestling, so she's not really doing anything right now. Uh, okay. I uh, I seen it on Facebook a few months back, and then I just looked it up, and uh, it was uh, August 7th of 2023 when she left. Uh, she left women's wrestling. Uh, I don't know if that's – I don't know if she had multiple was it because, in the company. I was going to say, was it because her contract was up or she just left? I don't know the uh, the reasoning why she if, if she just left because the contract was up or she just because some contracts are different because sometimes like mm-hmm. producer roles and stuff like that you can leave whenever you want to leave like you don't really have a contract or uh, like it's really different with producers and stuff but she's no longer with them uh, I would have to research that more but I've seen it on on social media and I just looked it back up just to, just to make sure I was not telling you guys lies but. She did leave uh, women's wrestling uh, in August. I gotcha. I mean, so then, yeah, I mean, it could be possible that if she's up for it, the, the contract is good and she wants to work with mm-hmm. her, her husband, I, I wouldn't see any reason why not to bring her back, mm-hmm. um, especially with the new roster. Uh, you know, when she left, the roster was different, like you said, Danny. I mean, 
you know, look at the roster when she, I mean, she wrestled Paige and Paige is in AEW now. Yeah. You know, and we never thought Paige would come back to pro oh, wrestling, absolutely. but she's back, no. you know? Yeah. So again, it's that never say never. Um, and it's crazy to think that the possibility, because there's so many couples in promotions oh, together, yeah. you know, that it, it blurs the line with reality and behind the scenes. And mm -hmm. if that happens, and this is a crazy question I want to pull on you guys. If that happens and AJ comes back to, to WWE, do you see WWE making a profit of this and having AJ and Punk have their own reality series? Like, I, I mean, it it, I it it would be money for WWE. I mean, you've already got, you already had Total Divas. You've got Miz and Mrs., mm -hmm. you know, and now apparently Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are about to have a reality show. Um, so what would your guys take on that with Punk and AJ being in the company again? Do you see WWE milking that to do make more money on maybe a reality show? I would watch 100%. Hopefully, Andy's Bakery's in it. Like, them going to Mindy's Bakery and, you know, we made that whole bakery famous. Just, uh, like, I want to go there just to, you know, just for the heck of it because he mentioned that. But mm -hmm. I want you to see them doing stuff together. Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Punk and AJ Lee would be a match I feel like they mm -hmm. would do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real-life real couples who are actually married against each other. That would have happened with John Cena, John Cena, Nikki Bella. That didn't turn out. So then we could actually get the real married married couple versus married couple in a wrestling <laughs> ring. Has that ever been done? Like, like actually? I married? don't. No, I don't think so. No. I mean, I know, I know they they were always together, but it was always uh, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. They, yeah. I mean, he was always she was she never that got in the ring to wrestle, yeah. but she was with him all the time. You know, yeah. that was. That was the, the real life couple kind of thing. But, right. you know, I don't think I've ever seen a match where an actual married couple wrestled a married couple, you know, and cool. which is weird because you would think now that I, I mean, for me, if it was a couple versus couple for me, I'd like to see Nick Aldis and Mickey James versus CM Punk and AJ Lee. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm a huge Nick Aldis fan. I loved him back in NWA. I loved him back in his uh, I think he was in Ring of Honor. Uh, for a little bit. I loved his days back in then. I, I loved Mickey James when she debuted as the psychotic obsessor over Trish Stratus. I, I think those two, those two versus Punk and AJ Lee would be a great match. Um, but yeah, I honestly think that would be hilarious. Um, at, oh, to see AJ Lee come back and then they're like, Hey, if you guys want to make more money, are you guys okay with us filming real life stuff with you? I mean, we do it with everybody else. And which begs the question, because of the way Punk left originally, Danny, do you think Punk would be okay with that if it means he gets more in his paycheck? I think he would. Yeah. I And first and foremost, I love Ms. and Mrs. I think that show is just hysterical. Um, one, I watched uh, Total Divas, which was really interesting because it really gives you a behind the scenes glimpse of the lives, you know, of a wrestler because, you know, I mean, they're on the road. What is it like at least 265 days a year and they don't see their families? Um, I didn't really get into Total Bellas because I only like one of the Bellas and Brie because she's more down to earth. But yeah, I'd love to see... Um, a show with Punk and AJ if they're open for it. In fact, Oliver just commented in the chat. He said he'd love to see a Punk and AJ reality series. I think it would be fun. I think it would be 
really fun to watch. Again, Ms. and Mrs. is very entertaining. I'm waiting for season four. Um, so yeah, I think Punk would be for it, but I think also too, because he is a somewhat of a private guy and apparently doesn't like to be approached at like Blackhawks games or anything when he's out and about in Chicago, I think he would have a list of requirements, but so far, if it would mean more money for him, I think he would go for it and I'd love to see it too. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think, uh, obviously, I think AJ would be for it because, of course, yeah. I'm sure she's like, hey, if it's money for us to pay stuff, then let's mm-hmm. do it. I, I feel it would be punk to make the final decision on that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it kind of goes under it, with how much freedom he has creatively within the company when it comes to the wrestling part of it. You know, how much of the of the freedom of his will it be for the reality show? Mm-hmm. Um, because we can compare and contrast reality TV is completely different from professional wrestling TV. <laughs> oh, You're yeah. dealing with two, two different kinds of entities of producers and stories and everything like that, because reality is real pro wrestling is scripted, but there is real occurrences that do happen. Um, and, and so uh, as we're winding down here a little bit uh, on, on this topic of punk, um, I want to get you guys uh, a quick, uh, quick take on, on some things with, um, with upcoming 2024, um, pay-per-views and, uh, just how it's going to, uh, happen. Danny, I'll start with you. I, I know we were talking contract earlier. Uh, I want to get predictions. Um, how many, uh, live pay-per-views, uh, in 2024, do you see punk headlining? Uh, because I know that was one big thing he had back when he would left is he mm-hmm. wanted to headline every yeah. pay-per-view as their champion. Um, sure. But now times have changed where now you have part-timers, you know, you, I hate to say it, you have a part-timer holding the greatest title in WWE. That's Roman Reigns. He's yeah. a part-timer. He barely defends it on pay-per-views. Um, right. But now punks back. He's at 45. Um, do you, how many pay-per-views do you see where punks like, I want to win a title and I want to do this many pay-per-views headlining. I feel like the original big four, which would be the Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, I feel definitely he's going to have some involvement in the big four. Um, Some of your lesser pay-per-views, what are we at? We're at um, Extreme Rules, uh, Money in the Bank. I feel like those are going to be some other ones and maybe some of the smaller ones, but definitely the big four. And to uh, circle back to what we were talking about before, I like Damian Priest. I feel like he's going to get phased out of judgment day. I like, I love JD McDonough. If I said his name, right. Love him. Um, And I would like to see a heel punk because punk plays a heel so well. I too would like to see the heel punk versus Damian Priest for that money in the brief briefcase or the money in the bank one. And so I think that would be a great one for punk to headline, build up a storyline with him and Damian priest over that briefcase, have that match take place at money in the bank. Punk's got it. Punk can defend whenever he wants. If he wins the Royal rumble. I like that idea. I like that because we remember Going to the storyline of, and I hate to compare it to it, but Ric Flair retired from WWE. Every match he had to win leading up to WrestleMania, otherwise he was done. Um, so it's almost like heel punk having the money in the bank and all these faces are like, 
we want that money in the bank briefcase and you're holding on to it hostage. We want to win it from you and you better hold on to it. Otherwise we get your spot <laughs> for a, a title match, you know? Um, so it's kind of like heel punk trying to, you know, beating all the good guys, you know, and having that chase for that one up and comer to take it from him. Um, but Connor, um, do, do you see punk winning a major championship in 2024 in WWE? I, I do. I think he'll win the uh, one that Rollins has, the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think he'll win the – what are they calling it now? The WWE Undisputed Universal, Universal Champion. Champion. I don't think he'll win that one. I think Cody will hold on to that for – if he wins the rest of the I think he'll have it the remainder of the year, maybe. Uh, I think Punk has a chance of winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I don't know. He could win that. He could go – uh, I, I really think that Punk is, is going to go against Roman Reigns next year at SummerSlam 2024. Because uh, if Punk would, if, if Roman loses WrestleMania, he'd already lost the title, then that would free him up to go against Punk if, you know, Roman wouldn't have a title. Uh, but I think he has a, a, more of a shot at winning the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE from Seth Rollins. And that, and, and that would be another question that, you know, either one of you guys can answer. Does any feud with Punk or any wrestler, especially a big wrestler, like a champion like a Rollins, like a Roman Reigns, like a Cody, does that even need a title? Or would you people just want to buy into it because it's a dream matchup? The one dream match I want to see is Punk and Austin. That one, that, that sit-down interview was really, really good. And, like, the promos to that, like, if it, if, if they got Austin, like not not like he did with Austin and Owens, but Austin coming to Raw and them doing those promos, those would be generational promos that would 20 years from now they'd be talking about, I feel like. But, uh, I mean, Punk doesn't need a title to make a match big. Uh, you think about MJF and Punk, you know, it didn't even have a world title involved and it was one of the best feuds in the entire company. Oh, dream matchup. Let's see. Um, Punk. I would have to go. Oh, let's see. Punk Austin. Yeah, I kind of would like to see that Punk Austin. But the only thing, again, that I would be concerned about is obviously Austin's neck from having the next neck uh, surgery. But yeah, definitely that Punk Austin. I'd also like to see. Punk reigns because I don't think Roman. No, none of the members of the Shield ever wrestled Punk, have they? Uh, it, it was. I think I don't think they did. I think it was always Punk being attacked, like use the yeah. Shield on his matter. He never yeah. wrestled any of them. It was the storyline of Punk had the paid the Shield. Well, actually, Paul Heyman had paid the Shield on behalf of Punk, yeah. to protect him. Yeah, I think Steve Punk did go against Rollins in the Shield. I think he did. I could be wrong, but it wasn't the Rollins that we have now, really. But I, I could be wrong, though. Um. So with that, then, uh, I, I, I move to um, something that Punk is really big on, and that's newer talent seeking advice from veterans. I know that was the big thing he had with Hangman Page and AEW. Um, so in your guys' opinion uh, – if you had to dream, like we could compare it to Sting taking Darby Allen under his wing, 
who, what young talent can you think of in AEW? Um, and, and again, it's not someone who's a veteran, but someone who's young in that company. Who would you like to see Punk take under his wing and kind of mold it into like the next big, you know, pro pro wrestling superstar in WWE? It could be anyone on the main roster that's the young, or it could be anyone in NXT. Person I want to say is LA Knight, but he's 41 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a young person, but WWE, he's, he's, he's young because he's he hasn't been there too long, but he's 41, so really he's not young. Uh, Logan Paul would be a good one. Uh, Logan Paul's taking the sport very seriously. Now, he doesn't just come in for a paycheck. He like he actually wants to wrestle and be in and all this. Uh, so maybe Logan Paul. I think yeah, Logan Paul for me. Yeah, um, I don't watch NXT, um, but I'm familiar with some of the names. I oh, um, I would almost say in a way, Braun Breaker. Um, even though we but we know that he's the son of Rick Steiner, nephew of Scott Steiner, so he's got the training. Um, one person that I feel um in WWE would be good for Punk to um mentor again is LA Knight because LA Knight is just fun to watch. He's a blend of the rock and of Austin. And people are saying Kevin Nash was quoted as saying that he's a like a ripoff of the rock. No, he's not. He just took his own personality, I think, and just blended in and in with the rock and stone cold outside of AEW. And I say this because there um, is a story going around that Taz wants hook to go to WWE. And I, I read somewhere that hook also wanted to go to WWE, even though hook has Taz. If um, hook does go to WWE, I would think that, Punk could mentor him if Ricky Starks ends up jumping. Ricky Starks also is friends with Punk. I think um, Punk could also mentor Ricky Starks if that deal happened. I can also see Punk going back, even though because they had their days in W in AEW was Jade Cargill. I mean, he can always take her yeah. under his wing again. Sure. Um, it seemed they had a good relationship when he was over in AEW. Again, uh, Punk does have those good relationships with certain talents. Um, for me, I, I'm going to take one of your, your people that you mentioned earlier, Danny, JD McDonough, uh, JD yeah. reminds me of a young, young CM Punk, uh, yeah. hard hitting, uh, knows what to say is very, he's, he's got that look of like a young punk, like, mm-hmm. like, and he's got the style of when punk was in like his early ring of honor transition to WWE days, you know, with, you know, the, the, the crazy flying moves, the kicks and all that stuff. Uh, another young guy I like to see taken on their wing of CM Punk is uh, um, Dragunov, who's the NXT champion right now. Uh, he's got the the mic skill of a CM Punk, um, even though he's got the accent, you know, but he's got the mic skills of a CM Punk. But yes, I can also see a Logan Paul being taken yeah. on the wing of a CM Punk because That's Logan true. Paul also has that arrogance that Punk had in his early days when he mm-hmm. turned people in WWE. Um, and he's he is kind of like Punk because he's young. Uh, he is in uh, industry, like in a company that's big in the professional wrestling world. I mean, let's face it: we love AEW, but eight, but WWE is the top of the mountain in the professional mm-hmm. wrestling world, um, and there's no denying that. 
Um, but there's so many certain talents, young talents in WWE. They understand that even though Punk's controversial, he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. He understands the, the industry. He understands the business. He understands that there are people that are in it for themselves and then that are there for the passion of the sport and will help others. Um, so I am very excited to see where this goes. Um, so before we, we get going here, um, I'm going to hit you guys with, um, one last question here before we start signing off here. Um, and it's basically your prediction for 2024 of CM Punk. It's the CM Punk prediction 2024. Uh, it could be anything from uh, a match or a title, or if he's still with WWE, who knows? But I, I, for, for this, my last question, you guys, Give me one big prediction you have for CM Punk in the WWE in 2024. Danny. Oh, this is a good one, Adam. Let's see. Um, give my mind a minute to catch up. I've been, I was dealing with a three-year-old all day. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say, Ooh, well, I'm definitely going to a WWE pay-per-view in 2024. That's definite for me, but Okay. I think that he's going to have an interesting storyline with Roman Reigns. I think somewhere along the line, Reigns is going to come back. I love this bloodline thing. I I just, I love this bloodline thing. Um, And I don't know who I love more. Do I love LA Knight or seeing Roman Reigns as the head of the table? Okay. Um, I think that... You're still going to have this Cody Roman thing because, again, Cody never really lost that storyline with Roman. I think somewhere along the line, I don't see Cody dethroning, dethroning, sorry, dethroning Roman. I think it's going to be the Second City Saint. I think Punk's going to do it somewhere along the line. I think Punk realizes that if he screws up this time, he's out of a job. I, I think there's that. I think that the off chance of him going back to AEW could happen at some point, but I'm going to say no because of, you know, AEW. Um, But I feel like he's going to be the one that's going to dethrone Roman somewhere within 2024. I actually, I like that. It's a big, it's a good prediction because there are stories saying that maybe Cody doesn't finish the story because Mm -hmm. there's some people within WWE or even within the wrestling world thinks that the reason why they've kept the title on Roman is because they want him to break certain records, i.e. Hogan's record. And in order to do that, he's got to hold that title till September. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that Punk's back, maybe you said, maybe Punk's the one in September that Mm -hmm. wins the the, the title off of Roman. Yeah. Um, Let's remember that Punk also is in the record books for being one of the longer running uh, in the top 10, I believe longest reigning champions in WWE um, with the WWE title. Uh, so Connor, what is your big prediction for punk in 2024? I was going to say punk versus Roman, uh, but since Danny said that I'm going to go uh, punk's going to win a world championship in WWE in 2024. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not, even if it's not Roman, it's going to be the world title. It's going to be one of the two, uh, a world title in WWE. He will win. Mm-hmm. So my, my prediction is he wins the world heavyweight title at WrestleMania, holds on to it. Roman loses to Cody at WrestleMania night two. Yes. 
And I predict, I predict a match between Cody and CM Punk, either A, at Survivor Series, kind of like world champion versus world champion, Mm -hmm. or a SummerSlam match, i.e. what they did with uh, Cena and Orton, and they combined the two titles Mm -hmm. under one umbrella again. Um, because there is there there are a lot of titles, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And having two world champions, I, I don't know how you. My dog's making weird noises. Ah, uh, <laughs> having a weird dream. But um, yeah, Gemma, you good? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think she's having a nightmare. But uh, my prediction is that they may unite the titles. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But that's my prediction is that in 2024 in WWE. By mid-2024, Punk's going to be world champion and Cody's going to be WWE champion. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. I know this was, you know, a, 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 something different um, because we usually talk other stuff on Talking Elite, um, you know. Um, but because it happened Saturday, I messaged Connor. I said, Connor, yeah. Talking Elite, I want to try something different. I want to talk CM Punk. I know yes. people get tired of CM Punk, but we have to talk about it because it is mm-hmm. a major event in professional wrestling today. It, is it, Punk it jumping is. back to WWE? Um, it so it's a it's a talking point that we had to talk upon. Um, but I do want to thank you guys for jumping on yes. tonight and talking about it. Um, Danny, I want to thank you yeah, uh, for coming on good. since you're a big CM Punk girl, you know, um, because you're from Chicago, obviously. Yes. Uh, which, like I said, I'm originally from. I'm from the Burbs, so I understand the love of punk in that city. Um, so thank you, Connor. Also, also, always thanking you, buddy, for doing everything you do for us on this podcast, for producing, you know, get more people um, on this podcast, whether it's this one or the Canadian one. Um, it, it, it's amazing all the work you've done for us, buddy, and we we couldn't yeah, thank thanks, you enough, Connor. especially me, man. So. Uh, yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, everybody, uh, if you guys enjoyed this show, please like, subscribe, share it with your friends. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. Um, are we on Twitch yet, Connor? Uh, yeah, we're, we're on Twitch. Twitch. Uh, we're we're everywhere, guys. So, And, again, yeah. you saw from tonight's episode, we don't just talk AEW. We talk all of pro wrestling. Um, yeah. We are very inclusive to all pro wrestling. Uh, we – just prefer AEW, but mm-hmm. we are okay with every promotion because as long as pro wrestling is thriving as fans, we should be thriving as well. And we should just all be okay with what we watch. Uh, uh, Connor, is there any upcoming news you want to share uh, with the viewers, listeners, uh, anything upcoming for the podcast? Uh, just been on the lookout for an interview announcement pretty soon. We uh, put a poll out on our group page. Uh I'm gonna let a few other people vote because some people haven't had a chance to vote. But whoever wins, that's who I'm re- that's who I'm booking. So it looks like one person who's got the most votes is probably gonna pull it out. But there's some people who haven't voted yet. So uh, just be on the lookout for an interview announcement. Uh, that big interview I did talk about is still going to happen, but that person is going okay. to have neck surgery. So it's gonna. I don't want to ask someone on here who just had neck surgery on for an interview. That would just be pretty bad on my part. And I don't think they would want to do it. Maybe I'm happy. But that, it's probably going to happen in January, February, February-ish, that big interview, but it's still going to happen. Uh, and by and, we, and like when I say a neck injury, they have a neck surgery. That pretty much says who it is. If you can blur the lines. In, <laughs> in, 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 I'm sorry. I had to do it. 
if you I can board along of neck thing. surgery. Adam! I had to. Adam! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like, don't notice who I'm talking about. I do. I do. I do. I'm not going to share. Yeah. I yeah. Do. We're not going to share it. We're going to let all the listeners try to yes. figure it out because God forbid we can't narrow it down because every, a lot of people have had neck surgery, but this yeah. one is yeah. pretty much obvious, but yeah, we're looking forward to that interview. We're looking forward to the end of the poll to see who we're going to interview mm -hmm. next as well. Um, that yeah. interview will definitely come before the end of the year, which we're excited for. Um, but again, you guys, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Next week, Talking Elite, uh, I've been thinking about episodes. Uh, I've already got one in mind for next week. Uh, Danny, if you'd like to join as yeah. well, it's open. Connor, I think you're going to love this idea. We're going back in time, guys. We are going to episode one of AEW Dynamite and the entire roster. What we're going to do is we're going to have you guys pick one male, one female wrestler on that roster that debuted on the AEW de Dynamite debut and where the trajectory of their career has gone since that episode aired. Um, whether they're still in AEW, whether they went to another company, whether they left pro wrestling. But I want you guys to come up with one male wrestler, one female wrestler from that roster of the debut episode of Dynamite and the trajectory of their career after that debut. That sounds um, interesting. And listeners, you guys can chime in as well on that episode. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm already starting my going to start my research on it tomorrow. Um, I actually was looking at it tonight while we were talking, <laughs> you know, about the debut episode and looking at the roster. Perfect. Um, yes. So, um, but yes. Yeah, so thank you guys for all commenting, uh, suggesting all these matches. Gordon, yes. Punk versus Rollins, WrestleMania 40. That's a topic. A lot of people saying Punk versus Austin. I know Jason mentioned yeah. it. Um, Oliver, thank you for commenting about Punk versus Cena again. Yes, that would be good. And the reality show. Um, if I missed any of the listeners or comments, uh, that comment, I apologize. But we thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, yes, thank you. Danny, Connor, anything else you guys want to say? Well, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much how I said everything. Yeah, I, I love being on here. I think it's a blast. I'm a pro wrestling junkie I've been watching since I was old enough to peek over the counter at McDonald's and say, I want that one. Um, and funny story. So my nanny kid, she's three. Uh, she just turned three November 4th. And I showed her a picture of Wardlow. And I'm like, who is this? And she's like, Wardlow. And I go, who's my favorite? And she goes, Wardlow. So she knows. So I'm like, <laughs> wrestling. So, and I remember Connor, I, share, I think I shared this in the chat. Um, I was at Walmart and it took me like, three tri countless trips to Walmart through two states, Wisconsin and Illinois. And I live in Wisconsin. And um, I finally found the Wardlow action figure. And I think it's the one within the TNT. So I'm just browsing Walmart. And she's like, Danny, toys. So I went in the toy section. And I was like, I almost started <laughs> screaming in Walmart. I, I, I was so happy to find this. So I'm like, oh, I'm a role model. I have to teach you what's appropriate behavior. So I'm like, like this in Walmart and it's sitting right on my uh, back shelf. Um, one other thing though, too, that I'm just going to ask, where is Elias? <laughs> He's hanging out with Ezekiel. I know. I just, him and his brother are hanging out, I'm man. Waiting. Come on. The devil. I'm waiting. <laughs> We're self Sigler. I'm waiting. And again, like I said, and I said this last uh, couple weeks ago, Connor, why does Nick Wayne still have TV time? Mystery <laughs> of life. 
that's the, the these are the questions that ponder the pro wrestling universe, Danny. You, you and got we that. all want yeah. the answers. Uh <laughs> again, guys, thank you so much for yes, joining absolutely. us tonight. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Don't forget tomorrow we've got the live reaction to Rampage. Um, and Saturdays we do live reactions to uh collision. Wednesdays, we do our live reactions to Dynamite. Uh, so be sure to check those out. Thank you, guys. Check out all our interviews on our YouTube page. Um, a lot of our discussions on Spotify, on uh, Twitch. Again, thank you, guys. And if there's nothing further, and good night to all. Change it up. Thank you.